Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in all things crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going. You know how it goes. It's going. I, I, I do. <laughs> it's fucking freezing. And I say that because a lot of you in the U.S. also know that. Mm. But it is. Well, we've been dealing with our daughter that lives in Montana, and she's about seven hours from home. Uh, her car has, it was too cold. Where she lives oh, no. with wind chill last week, it was 55 below. Oh. oh. And oh, so no. her car quit warming up. <laughs> so that was fun to drive. And then started spraying antifreeze. And oh my goodness. Oh no. Luckily, some very kind people where she lives that own a dealership, uh, she knows them through softball. They actually came and got her car today, took it there, had a tech look at it, called us. We know exactly what's wrong because Scott's a mechanic. So normally he would just fix these things. But right, but it's it's not worth right a seven now. hour drive on horrible roads. Uh, we've got a lot more going on here to deal with anyway. So right. luckily, some, out of great kindness in that community, she's going to be fine. But okay. yeah, her car just, you know, didn't like this all over town. Nobody's cars will start. They're all just you know, doing the best they can. Kids all over Ugh. campus whose cars are dead. It's a disaster. Ugh. Yeah. I'm so grateful. We 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 lived that in high school and college. Uh-huh. Our cars all had engine block heaters on them. We had to plug our cars in at night. And then it was a big argument about who's going to run out and plug in all the cars because <laughs> nobody wanted <laughs> to do it at night. Uh, fortunately, where we live, it doesn't get quite that cold now. It's not as necessary, but... I mean, guys, I had to go get blood work this morning and it was 14 below zero. Yeah. Was it 8.15 in the morning? It sucked. Yeah. Also, some the cold has done something to the windshield wipers on my car and they refuse to turn off. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there was that. <laughs> the cold that does weird one. shit. This kind of cold does weird things to electronics, uh-huh. to houses, to cars, to people. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, tonight is supposed to be our coldest night. It's supposed yeah. to be 21 below. Oy. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, I don't have to go anywhere tomorrow. Close to 40 below with wind chill. Yeah, we're going to be really cold. Yeah. But Yeah, that is below zero Fahrenheit, guys. For mm-hmm. real. Those temperatures actually exist, and some of you are experiencing them for the very first time. Right. And on that note, we are all, all okay. And yeah, Fahrenheit's yes, okay. Good Lord. We really do. Yeah, because it's a little scary out there. But there is, it's like um, the court system has woken up from the holidays. Wouldn't you say? Like the legal system is back. There's like five trials this week. Yeah, that we're watching. Yeah, we're watching so much stuff right now. So many cases. We're going to, there's a lot of hearings beginning tomorrow. Um, We've got a Mormon Misdeeds episode for you because there's a bunch of movement there. Uh, so keep an eye out for us because you're going to see us and you're probably going to see us some extra this week just because there's a lot happening. And we'll tell you why. <laughs> but you know where there's really a lot happening? That would be in Chad Daybell's case. So, Katie, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm going to kick it right to you for some Mormon misdeeds. Well, chatty boy, I hope you like Hot Pockets because you're probably in for another year or so of them. <sighs> Guys, the inevitable has finally happened. We've been asking, well, for years when this day was going to come. Mm-hmm. But it looks like the band might be breaking up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it surely does. Little Johnny Pryor has asked the court to release him as Chad's attorney. <laughs> the blow to this man's ego that this must be. Mm. Can you imagine it's what smart. it is taking him mm-hmm. to let this go? So first of all, He tried to file this filing with the court under seal. He didn't want us to see it. He didn't want us to read this shit. Uh, He didn't want the public to know what he said. He was doing some of this pearl clutching we all know about. I'm wearing my John Pryor pearls and my original resting toad face t-shirt available in our merch store on our website, truecrimesquad.com. Don't forget. For sure. That'll never get old. That'll be Chad's face until the end of time. Yes, Except for probably with a few black eyes here and there once he gets to prison. But that's another I mean, I would story imagine. altogether. Uh, yeah. So he tried to file it under seal, which I find hysterical. Uh, the judge looked through it and went, no, bitch. The whole world gets to know of your shame. We're not sealing this. <laughs> so he did not. What he did do is thank you, boys. Thank file you. a hearing for Thursday to duel it out. So we will stream that. That's at 10 a.m. Uh, Thursday morning mountain time. It's kind of an interesting uh, change of uh, events too, because it's at Madison County, not at Fremont. I wonder why. So there's a filing on Chad's docket to, I don't know. I reached out to, to contacts today to see if anybody could tell me why. And they could not. So I don't know if Fremont was just, maybe the Fremont, maybe the Fremont courthouse is frozen solid. I wonder a lot colder up there. That's headed toward toward Yellowstone Park. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's awful up there. That courthouse is a thousand years old. Not really. Uh, and has a real bad heating and cooling system from our experiences there. So who knows why? I'm not really sure. But it is at Madison. So now also on his docket, of course, there's a request to transfer because he's coming to Madison for his hearing. So mm-hmm. anyway, we will be here. We'll be live streaming that. We'll talk about it later. But I do want to share yeah. the filing with you. It's interesting. Yes, it surely is. John Pryor, being first duly sworn, deposes and states as follows. I am currently counsel for Chad Guy Daybell in the above entitled manner. I have exercised due diligence in seeking a capital qualified attorney that could serve as co-counsel on this case, but none have been available. As a result, I have acted as sole counsel on all aspects representing Mr. Daybell in this case and have fully expended the retainer of this case in providing representation to Mr. Daybell. After speaking with Mr. Daybell, I have confirmed that he is unable to pay any additional funds and he believes it would be a disservice for me to continue to represent him in a capital case and trial without compensation. He further seeks the appointment of two capital qualified attorneys to represent him in this matter. I convinced an attorney from Boise to petition to become capital qualified. However, that process, even after a significant amount of time, has not been approved by the Public Defense Commission. It's always someone else's fault. 
Yes. The time to have meaningful assistance by co-counsel has long passed. At the present time, even assuming I work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, could not complete all tasks necessary to represent Mr. Daybell in this matter. It clutch, is clutch, so clutch. 24 <laughs> hours a day, seven days a week. Come on. There's always that from the jump on this case, there's been complaining from him about how much he has to work. Always. They turned that over to me at five o'clock on a Thursday. What am I supposed to do? Work? Yeah. It's he no clearly secret. doesn't like work. It's no secret or surprise that the Public Defense Commission lacks the necessary numbers of capital qualified attorneys in this state to effectively represent all of the needs of the state. Therefore, with consent of and request by Mr. Daybell for other counsel, I hereby request to withdraw from this matter. As provided by Idaho Code Section 91406, I declare under penalty of perjury pursuant to the law of the state of Idaho that the foregoing is true and correct to the best of my knowledge and belief. So that's the filing. That's what he wanted under seal, but did not get. John, what have you been doing for the last three years? For real. What have you actually been doing? He read three years. To go to trial in April. Unless you work 24-7, and even then it's not possible, what the hell have you been doing? Yeah. Really? It's stunning. He's outmatched in this case and has been from day one. He knows it. We know it. Everybody knows it. Whatever the hell he's been doing, it hasn't been enough, and it has not been successful. No. And here we stand with... Uh, all the money gone, and Daybell's still facing the death penalty. So, especially because from the time that Lori, that the cases were severed, and then Lori went to had her trial, and of course he attended quite a lot of that, and I'm sure watched every second of that. Mm -hmm. uh, up until earlier this fall, or, or late this fall, there was practically nothing from him. Not a filing, not a peep. Mm -mm. Does that mean he no. was doing nothing? Of course it doesn't. However, I think this is egregious as hell. And I think the judge is going to be pissed. I'll bet the prosecutor is absolutely ridiculously furious. Mm -hmm. Another delay. Because this trial is no way going to start in April now. No way in hell. If it, it even happens start in 2024 in now. Yeah, it'll be amazing. Right. Yeah, I think it's more likely to be 2025. It's a huge disservice. It's a huge disservice to everyone it's a huge disservice to the state. Now it'll be interesting to see who they do put on this case because right, who they got left. I, I don't know because we got Cobra's attorneys are busy. Yeah. We've got Archibald here who I don't even think can represent him because he represented his co-conspirator. Maybe. I'm not sure. But he's representing Jeremy Best mm -hmm. and training someone because that is a death penalty case. Mm-hmm. Guys, at last look, we only had 13 death penalty certified attorneys in the entire state of Idaho. Mm -hmm. And you got to understand, Idaho is by geographically a large, large yeah. state. Yeah. And uh, I mean, most even of prior, are probably in the Boise area, which is five hours yeah. from here. Yeah. I mean, prior has been five hours away from Chad all this time. So it's a mess. Why didn't, why didn't Pryor go through the process to become death penalty certified when this very first kicked off, do you think? It's a big process. Well, be yeah, because he would have had to sit on some other cases. He would have I had he to. Would've. 
be yeah. involved with other cases. And it seems like it's a bit of a mentorship or an apprenticeship. Yeah, and you probably have to have somebody who's willing to work with you as well and take you on. Well, right. Because John Thomas was working under um, uh, Jim Archibald during Lori's trial. Now there is another attorney, attorney Malik, who is working under Jim Archibald in the Jeremy Best trial. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be interesting to see who is available and actually can represent mm -hmm. John. And that may involve some of the delay as well. For because sure. Because likely these people are on other cases. But it's here's what is so stupid about this. Chad, take a plea deal right now. Get right. the death penalty off the table. Plead guilty to everything else. Go to prison forever. That's already going to happen. That is your future. There is no is. question that that's right. your future. And here's the thing, bro. When you get death penalty certified attorneys, they're going to do for you exactly what was done for Lori. They yep. will fight tooth and nail to get the death penalty off the table. And that's all they're going to do. Because that's you their don't big have win. a defense. Yeah, no. that's their big win. You don't have a defense. You have not had a defense in three years. That's why Pryor is still spinning his wheels because no. there's nothing to say. Right. And all the and all the information, all of the evidence is already out there from Lori's trial. We already know everything they've got on you, dummy. Mm -hmm. Take so, a plea. So either you take a plea now and just get sentenced and go to prison and get it over with, or you put your kids and your parents and the rest of your family through this for another good year and Tammy's you, family and again. Tammy's family before you go to trial just to be found guilty and go to prison forever there is no other outcome for you anymore it is done and done if you mm -hmm. wanted to take a plea and try and help yourself you should have rolled on Lori you didn't it's over I good god right right and it's it's ridiculous and we know from some of our sources that there have been some pleas floated that were ridiculous mm -hmm. and that the prosecution was completely uninterested in. Because mm -hmm. really, a plea deal comes from the prosecution. Yeah. Um, but we know that there was some uh, suggestions being made by Pryor uh, after Lori's conviction mm -hmm. uh, for plea deals that were so ridiculous that the, you know, the, the prosecutor's basically like, look, we'll take the death penalty off the table. That's all you got. If you want less than that, we're going to trial because yep. they have a slam dunk. They know they do. Mm -hmm. But of forcing course. the whole system through this is such bullshit. They have more evidence against Chad than they had against Lori. Right. There's actually more forensic evidence against yeah. Chad. There will be. Plus all three bodies were on his property. Yeah, he's going down for this. I mean, it's. The it's fact insane. that he is willing to continue to put everyone who once loved him through this again or some more and dig his heels in, the arrogance is absolutely astounding. He's just a psychopath. He doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He clearly doesn't care who he hurts. No, he absolutely does not. So but you know I, who's the most hurt in, in this? Us. Because we that? literally have things dedicated to John Pryor because he's so damn... Well, hilarious. Yeah. And that's going to be tough because the new attorneys, they won't be because they'll actually know what the hell they're doing. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll give us a few things to make fun of. It always happens. I mean, well, I mean, it's still Chad. I mean, it's still resting toad face. I mean, come is. on. He will still be there with that dumbass look on his face. Yeah.
So uh, it might be time to hang up the pearls. Oh, you guys. Let them go. Do I really have to? I mean, you can have them for Thursday. Because I think that oh. might be a bit of a showdown. But I'll put them right here in my desk. Okay. So they're there in case. There you go. But yeah, this is a rough moment. First we lost our comedies. Now we're losing prior. These are big losses when what you do is make fun of these idiots. Wonder what Pryor's working on next. <laughs> right. We probably need to keep an eye on him because that bullshit's not going away. It's just He's going probably retiring. He's like, I am out. <laughs> Can you imagine? He's probably like, I'm out of the state of Idaho. I'm done with this shit. It'd probably be like Mark Means and move to another state. It's like, how do you like what's Missouri? He gonna, and uh, what? Is he going to sell the house? Right. Is that retainer? That's the house, guys. That's Chad's house. He, he owns, owns the Chad's house. house. He oh, owns I have huge house. questions there. Uh, is Am I going to buy it from him? Is he going to sell it? Who the hell would want to buy it? What's happening? We'll, we'll keep a close right. eye on all of it. I promise. We will. We will. And be able to share that with you. Because, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's my big question. Like, he's going to want his money. In fact, we'll do His another deed search for uh, case updates on Wednesday and see whose name it's yeah. in now. See if it's had any changes. Mm -hmm. Worth yeah. a look because it's been in his name for years. Yeah. So there you have it. That is what's up. That is not that surprising, but still, God damn it. Here we go again. So know. no trial in April, boys and girls. No, definitely not. Now, I will say some people have floated a theory that maybe this is actually a last-ditch effort to get the death penalty off the table. I just don't think that's true because the last-ditch effort already happened and he failed, well, and that's why this is happening now. Right, but say the judge says, okay, or the prosecution says, listen, what if we take the death penalty off the table and then you could be a public defender and we can pay you to keep on this case? It's a possibility, I but I... From listening to that brief, it sounds to me like he's been trying to get off this case for a minute. Yeah. So I don't think they will. I really don't. I think the only thing that they would do is say, well, you know, we'd be happy to let you plead guilty to all charges and we'll drop the death penalty. The end. Yep. Mm -hmm. And I still think that that's a very that's still likely when he gets new attorneys. Those attorneys are going to want him to plead. That's yeah. what they're going to want. Absolutely. They're going to look they're at not gonna want this to go to to go to trial. Right. It's a complete waste of time. It's a complete it waste of time and money entirely. Yeah. I mean, does Chad deserve his moment in on in court? Of course he does. But he's been having it for the last three years. But the, the writing is just so securely on the wall at this point with his co-conspirator that there's just no it reason. Is. No. No. Uh, one small filing in Lori, too. We haven't seen anything on her docket in quite a while. Uh, except, well, of course, mm -hmm. what's going on in Arizona. But uh, just the Fremont County clerk has said, I still need more time to get all of the transcripts from Lori's trial turned over to the appellate attorneys. And the court said, that's totally fine. She's I not bet. going anywhere. No, she's not. Let her let her get tried by somebody else for a while while mm -hmm. they work that out. Because that was a long yeah. trial. Yeah, for sure. It's taking quite a while to get that together. So, and again, that is a very small court and likely one person does a bulk of that work. And so they're doing the best they can, but yeah, there's a lot yeah. to do. Yep. 
Well, with that, I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for some more Mormon misdeeds. Well, squad, it will come as no surprise to anyone that Tim Ballard is in more trouble. What I'm going to do is just share with you this press conference uh, that aired today in relation to uh, some new allegations, and then we will talk about them. This is about five minutes. For joining me today, my name is Celeste Forrest, and I am here to speak publicly about a matter of great significance. As been publicly reported, I have filed criminal reports against Tim Ballard for sexually assaulting me in Utah. Last week, I told additional courageous steps by filing criminal reports in California in four different cities where he also assaulted me. I stand before you not only as a survivor, but as someone who believes in the power of truth, justice, and the collective strength of survivors everywhere. I've chosen to come forward and speak at the press conference today for several reasons. First, I want to make it clear that these sexual assaults were violent. I have epilepsy and a pacemaker, and these violent episodes caused significant mental and physical confusion after being groomed by Ballard and programmed by powerful people of this state that Ballard's use of the couple's ruse was a legitimate anti-trafficking tactic and that he knew what he was doing as the expert one of these violent episodes resulted in his semen on my clothing. It is at the crime lab being tested. I had a leather skirt on, so that is why it was not immediately washed and was left abandoned in my closet. Despite the profound personal challenges, I feel compelled to address the ongoing denials by Tim Ballard, Operation Underground Railroad, and other individuals and entities involved. Tim Ballard and his lawyers claim that I am doing this for the money, ignoring the irony of Tim Ballard, claiming someone is doing something for only money. I make the following points. Having Tim Ballard in prison does not financially benefit me. It only benefits other future victims of his sexual violence. Other women who remain silent have received millions of dollars from OUR. But who does that benefit? Only OUR, Tim Ballard, not other victims, not the donating public, not those that find themselves in what Ballard calls the Tim Ballard graveyard. There's so much context behind the negative narrative that Ballard and his legal team decides to paint of me. Ballard's slow grooming and manipulation tactics were done in secret behind closed doors, the covered by manipulate to cover been covered by, by confusion, loss of memory from trauma and other things. It will come out regardless how they try to humiliate me. I will not back down. I was humiliated and manipulated into, def I was manipulated into defending Tim. I called JJ crazy because Tim painted her crazy to cover up his lies to pin us against each other, to pin every woman he used against each other. She was not crazy, we are not crazy. He is now telling everyone I am crazy and hopes to get away with his crimes. It is a cycle, it is the same old story. Whatever money grab I am being accused of is false. If it were about money, I would have never joined OUR. I would have never 
blindly went to the sphere where I had, didn't have a paycheck or a contract. I left my business for the mission I believed in. Tim's lawyers are the ones motivated by money. They bill Tim every single time they publicly humiliate Tim's sexual assault victims. The continued denial about allegations is deeply troubling. As a survivor, I am confronted not only with the traumatic experience itself, but also with the disbelief and resistance to acknowledging the truth. By sharing my story openly, I hope to break through the walls of denial and create a space for truth and accountability. Operation Underground Railroad has displayed a lack of forthrightness in addressing these allegations. It is disheartening to witness a failure to take responsibility and a reluctance to be honest about the actions of its founder and former CEO. The company's response, or lack thereof, underscores the urgent need for transparency and accountability within its organizations. Sexual assault victims, sexual assault thrives in silence, and it is my hope that by stepping into the light, we can encourage others to do the same. I want survivors to know that they are not alone and that their voice matters. It is time to challenge the system and protect perpetrators and to d demand accountability from those who perpetrate a culture of silence. Thank you. All righty. Well, that's some big allegations from Celeste Forrest. That is so, gut-wrenching. It is gut-wrenching. She most certainly um, appears as a victim. Now, these are allegations, but she has filed um, <clears throat> criminal complaints. These are criminal complaints. This is not civil. This uh -huh. is criminal. This is, I think, where this has been going with Ballard from day one. Uh -huh. For sure. And so she has filed criminal complaints in San Clemente, Los Angeles, San Diego, and a suburb of San Jose, California. Now, Ballard has not been charged in any of those places yet. No. This is new. This is what we know. We don't know what's going on with those investigations or with the police, other than we know she actually had some physical evidence, uh -huh. which is interesting because that's the first time we've seen any actual physical evidence of sexual contact um, uh -huh. in this case. It's definitely the first that we know of, for sure. Yeah. And uh, she is very brave. She Absolutely. Really is. Let, let me tell you uh, Tim's response through his attorneys. This will make you want to throw up because it made me want to throw up. Despite multiple press conferences, the Borises have never explained why Celeste chose to keep traveling with, working with, and publicly and privately praising Tim Ballard for nearly a year after these alleged incidents, which, yes, they have repeatedly. She believed him. She believed in him. She thought they were doing the work. Uh -huh. uh, Celeste's and Michael's legal strategy exposes their motivation. Once the movie about Tim's work saving children from, from sexual slavery had become one of the most financially successful independent films ever, gag, I'll tell you why that is in a minute, their first move was a civil suit to demand money. Today's announcement is a transparent effort to pressure Tim to make a financial settlement, but he is fully committed to proving these allegations false and reclaiming his reputation. <laughs> he has not been charged criminally yet, although his reputation is destroyed. And mm -hmm. if he thinks he will get it back, 
he is wrong. Celeste said, I will not back down. I was humiliated and manipulated into defending Tim. And, you know, they, they like to tout that that was the most, you know, financially successful independent film ever. If you want to know why, it is because Mormons all over the United States were pressured to mm -hmm. see the film, but not just see the film, but buy tickets and give them out to other people and provide them. Mm -hmm. And uh, multiple theater owners have come forward to say that the theaters, the theaters that showed this film were um, primarily empty. The tickets mm -hmm. were purchased, but not yeah. actually attended at the mm -hmm. end of the movie, which I did not see it because I'm not giving one dime to this mess. But at the end of the movie, they didn't ask for you to learn about sex trafficking in your community or how you get involved or here's a number or here's how you donate to organizations to help with this. They asked that you buy tickets for other people to see this film. That was the request at the end of the film. And there was heavy pressure in our community. Oh. And we have heard in many others in heavily Mormon communities to see the film multiple times, buy tickets for other people, uh -huh. take your entire family to see it. Mm -hmm. it, this was not a naturally successful film. Those no. numbers are wildly inflated by the pressure placed mm -hmm. upon the Mormon community to support that film. Because don't you want to save the children? Right. I was seeing it here in local Facebook groups. People saying, I, oh I bought out this theater at this time, or I bought 50 tickets at this time, so go enjoy it on me. And all over the place also and all the more lds uh, forum or parts of my facebook group or facebook friends they were posting relentlessly about this movie and again it's the whole if you don't support this then you don't support saving the children right it's exactly. such a either or you know standard yeah. there that either you buy tickets you see the movie you praise the movie you praise Tim Ballard or you don't care about child sex trafficking or worse, right. you're a groomer. Yeah. Yes. Yes, exactly. We all had to support this one guy mm -hmm. who clearly deserves no one's support. Mm -hmm. You know, and, you know, and, and the complaining about that all they want is money. She has filed criminal complaints in four counties in California. And, you know, we were talking Why about Why do y'all think earlier. she did this in California? because they'll actually investigate it and charge him in California. You know, we know that uh, um, uh, Tim Ballard's best friend, General Reyes in Utah has started a criminal investigation into Tim that he has stepped out of, you mm -hmm. know, because of their relationship and really just to save his own ass. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that anyone has any faith that Utah will actually bring criminal charges against Tim Ballard. Well, no, because some of Tim's own ex-employees say that Reyes did interfere in the yes. last investigation into OUR. Well, and historically, uh, there are many other cases that are different than this case, but similar in many ways mm -hmm. of the sexual abuse of multiple people by someone who was held up as a, as a you know, hometown hero by the Mormon church. Mm -hmm who it turns out were actually committing terrible acts of sexual abuse, mm -hmm. who were never charged. 
Yeah. So there's a long history of distrust in the criminal justice system in Utah when it comes to cases like this. Oh, I yeah. think that uh, Celeste has done the very smartest thing she could by, you know, filing criminal complaints in other states that are not going to have the Mormon influence that you mm -hmm. does. But we For shall sure. see, you know, these are again, allegations. Uh, but the, the statement coming back is so gross and victim blaming mm -hmm. and it, it's, it's just disgusting. It, it, no, they yeah. might as well have just said, well, did you see what she was wearing? Right. The same old, same old, but yeah, you just know. want money. Yeah. No, she wants, she's made it very clear that she wants to stand up for other victims who haven't been able to stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. And she is tired of the secrecy. Mm -hmm. And she's referring, that's a much deeper statement than it might seem. Because mm -hmm. she's not just talking about Tim Ballard. She's talking about the Mormon church. Mm -hmm. She's talking about Utah mm -hmm. and the culture of protecting predators absolutely and she's not gonna let it stand i i'm i really celeste boris is a hero in mm -hmm. this situation as are the other women who have come forward and dared to attack this man with their experiences they have every right to but i wholeheartedly understand why this is terrifying for them absolutely yep yeah so as usual, we will keep a finger on the pulse of the Tim Ballard situation and we'll be back with more information. But that was pretty big today. And mm -hmm. I felt like her statement was very impactful. Yeah. I appreciate how open and honest she is. She's really putting herself out there in a big way. Yeah. And people don't do that unless there's a reason. Yep. Victims yep. of sexual abuse don't do that unless there's a reason. Yep. They just don't. Somebody on our TikTok said, well, lots of women, you know, false report. That's actually not true at all. Crime yeah. stats don't bear that out in the least. The no. false reporting is a very small percentage of actual reporting. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, who like to say those things back to us? Predators. Yeah. That's who. So don't listen to that bullshit. And if you wonder mm -hmm. what the rates are for false reporting for sexual assault in the United States or in the state of Utah or the state of California, Go look it up. You'll be surprised. It's not that hard. The numbers yep. are very small mm -hmm. of actual proven false reports. That's not what's happening here, guys. Nope. So we will keep an eye on it. And, you know, we're going to keep an eye on a whole lot of other things. This is our Monday episode. We have so much more coming this week because there are hearings. There's a Murdoch hearing. There's a Montgomery hearing. Um who else? There's a couple more. Um, Michelle oh, Boone. trial. Boone. Oh, Sarah Boone. Maybe we're going to finally see some movement there. Uh, She's the supposed Michelle to go to trial, trial, I think, tomorrow. Yeah. Let's hope it really happens this time. So we're going to be coming back with all of that this week. Plus, we'll mm -hmm. be live streaming Chad Daybell's uh, hearing on Thursday regarding his change of attorneys. Mm -hmm. So, so much more to come. So be sure yeah. to hit that little subscribe button. Um, also hit the uh, notification bell on YouTube because that gives you a direct notification every time we post something new or go live mm -hmm. and everywhere else like subscribe, follow, comment, leave us a review wherever you can. This is our fifth season guys. And we want to yeah. just keep growing. We appreciate you all so much. You're the reason we are here. So help us to put the word out even further. Absolutely. 
Right. All right. Well, you know it. This has been another production of the True Crime Squad. Thanks for being here. Take care. Thank <music> you.